feel like I'm screaming. Um, welcome to episode nine of Woo-hoo! London to Brooklyn. Yeah. With L and Elo. Yeah, your favorite gals are back. Back from a busy past few weeks. Um, fun I, weeks. Fun weeks. Busy. I, I won't lie to y'all. I feel like it's been three months since we recorded. Like, I know. It's only been like two weeks. It's been two weeks, but a lot happened in two weeks. Boy, it did. Especially in the uh, streaming universe. Boy, did it. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, so first things first, we're gonna catch up with our favorite Mandalorian. Oh, wow. I mean, we really had two pretty monumental episodes. For sure. Uh, definitely setting up a lot for what's to come. Finally learning things. For real. We've been waiting for those episodes for a while. Yeah, we had episode 12, or chapter 12, The Siege. Yes. Which is directed by Carl Weathers. Hell yeah. Our own Grief Karga. Um, what did you think about seeing our two friends again? Grief Karga and Cara Dune. It was fun. It was fun to see where they were at, what they were doing, mm-hmm. how they were doing. Yeah. Um... They're still, like, badass. They're cool. They like to fight still. They seem to be wanting peace on the planet, which is interesting. My cue is, so, okay, so in this episode, uh, Din Djarin, the Mando, goes back to Navarro to get repairs for the ship. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, as we all know, this guy's 1996 Honda Civic sucks. It's a bad (laughs) ship. It is. Um, so he has to get to Corvus to meet Ahsoka, so he stops in Navarro, gets his repairs, meets up with his old gang, Grief Cargo and Cara Dune. And I, I don't know what the timeline is, but I feel like, I don't, I feel like Navarro glowed up in a really short amount of time. It did. It yeah. did. Maybe time is slower or I, faster on there. I mean, Baby Yoda is 50, so, like, <laughs> I clearly don't know anything. Um, yeah, it seemed like there was a lot of change really fast. Yeah. But I really liked learning about that secret base. Me too. With the clones. Yes, that I was s- a big reveal. I saw something on Twitter that yeah. said that those clones were Snoke clones. Mm-hmm. Did you see that as well? We, I saw it too, yeah. I was like, Which that's... Is- interesting it's very creepy that could tie that would be a great way to tie into the last trilogy Mm -hmm. i i mean i still have so many questions like i feel like it answered a bunch but but still like propped up a lot of more questions i still don't know anything yeah um we kind of found out that they're using baby yoda's blood Mm -hmm. for something and i think I, I I think it points to that they wanted to build an army of, like, force-sensitive stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. Like, even stronger. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, which would be bad. It would, would be. That would be really bad. Yeah. So, I hope Moff Gideon... I mean... Where he, is he at right now? Uh, I mean, I assume he's chasing the Mando, because at the end of the episode, they plant a beacon on the Razor Crest. Yeah. But they didn't, yeah. But that he, so then he's not in the next episode. I know. I was like, I feel like they would, like, if they know who, where he is, they wouldn't waste time. Oh, that's what I thought, too. So maybe they're going to explain what happened. Yeah. Maybe they're so far apart. True. These are planets we are talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could maybe take them take, a couple days. Taking them a bit. Yeah. Um, so it was a short episode. It was short. Um, did you hear about Captain Jean's guy? 
Did you see that in one of the shots they had a, like a yes! prop guy? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was like, L O L. He's like, he's the new Starbucks coffee cup. I know. I loved it. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. I wish that was me. People made action figures. I of know. Him. I know. It was so funny. What an icon at this. Point. I want to rewatch the episode and try and find him. Did you watch it? They took him out. <gasps> of course. Star Wars went. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, no, no. Disney was like, what is this mistake? Yeah. Whoever edited this is no longer part of Disney. Out of here. They're like, absolutely not. Oh my God. I wish he, I wish he would forever remain in Star Wars canon. (laughs) It reminds me of that TikTok video Martha saw us about, um, I think it was Lady Gaga's video, music video. And you have the crew running behind the camera so oh, they're not in the shot the and they're bad romance one. <laughs> and they're yeah. running in circles and the crew's just running behind the camera so they're not in the shot that was really good <laughs> that was really really good i yeah i, I think about that video all the time because they're all cracking like, up yeah but this is very serious this is a shoot <laughs> they're like running behind but I, we'll, we'll see if we can post the link to that tiktok because yeah. it is perfection it's quite funny yeah. wait sydney showed us that not oh, Martha. okay if sid's listening to this sid well, yes one, you one saw this them. thank you thank you that was a great st- that was a uh, it's great stuff anyways good episode yeah good episode um, good filler mm-hmm. um and then we have chapter 13 the jedi the ah uh, the episode we've been waiting for yeah, I kept bugging Alona, being like, are you ready to watch? Are you ready to watch? Are you ready I know, to watch? I was sleeping, yeah. and I could hear from the other room, I'm just waiting for Alona to wake up so we can watch the Mandalorian. And it's like 9.30 a.m., and I just hear, I'm just waiting for Alona. I did not sound that grumpy. And I was like, I'm never that mean. And I was like, if I wake up now, it'll make, it'll seem like I heard her. But as I was asleep, I should wait a little bit longer. I maybe said it <laughs> once. Yeah, but I, I was like, ah. So then I pretended to be asleep longer. You are so mean. And then I woke up and I was like, did you want to watch something? No, you woke up. You woke up. I remember because I, I, I gave you a few minutes to get ready. And then I was like, hey, do you want to watch Mandalorian? And you just turn and look at me and go, yeah, I heard you were waiting for me. <laughs> you were. I, I was, was like, oh, my God, it's 930 a.m. I need to be woken. I mean, I need to be awake for this moment. I and we we ended up just watching it like in the it was the first time we'd watch it in the morning. Yeah, we usually yeah, watch it after yeah. work. So. It was good. It was so good. It was a good day to start the day because this was such an amazing episode. I love so, that episode. Um, so the Jedi is about the iconic Jedi Ahsoka Tano, and she looked good. They did her really, really well. So good. I was worried. I was worried after watching you know that episode in season one, with. The other girl that has the the weird the the kind of Ahsoka hair. Oh, and the uh, evil. yeah, I don't know her name. Me neither. But she's in the prisoner episode. Yes, yeah. yes. I was worried because she looked okay. She looked okay, but I mean Ahsoka's makeup or I guess figure is so uh, memorable. I know. So I was like, it has to look really, really good. They cannot mess yeah. this up. And I like that they use practical effects. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm always worried that they're gonna CGI. Mm-hmm. You could tell that Rosario Dawson was fully there. Yeah. And they, I don't know how long it must have taken, but she looked amazing. Probably as long as it did for, like, Gamora. Picturing was similar. Process. Sure. 
She's all orange and white and blue. Yeah. She looks stunning. She looks so good. It was good. It was really good the way they portrayed her, which was good. Because, yeah. I mean, all they had to go off of was an animated character. Yeah. And drawings. Exactly. And Rosario Dawson, I thought, did a really great job of playing her as an elder. Like, mm-hmm. Ahsoka Tano, at this point, is probably in her 60s or 70s. But... It's, they're an alien species, they age differently, so she looks younger, but she has years on her back. Like, she's cl- she's not going to be the young, mm-hmm. sprightful, energetic person she was in the Clone Wars, and I thought that was a good addition to the yeah. character. I agree. And we finally find out Baby Yoda's actual name, <gasps> Grogu. Grogu! It's so cute! Oh my god. I kept saying it, Gorgu. It's it's Grogu. Grogu. Grogu, yeah. Yeah, so in this episode, Ahsoka Tano and Grogu finally meet, and they communicate through... Mind force talk? Force talk. And we find out that Grogu was one of the younglings at the temple when Order 66 and Anakin killed all the babies, but Grogu got out. Who saved him? That's that. We gotta find that out. I wanna. I wanna go into his past. Can we have a Baby Yoda flashback episode? Wait, we're gonna. I think we're gonna find out. A lot at the people, temple. A lot of people think Anakin saved him. Mm. But why? I don't know. That makes no I sense. I don't know. If it's the. I mean, I haven't seen Clone Wars yet. But if it's the Anakin from those prequel movies. <laughs> no, nah, I don't see it happening. Anakin, I don't know. I could see. Uh. Clone Wars Anakin. Yeah. I can see Clone Wars and that's why I'm like, if I'm thinking prequel movies, I don't see it. Nah. Nah. (laughs) Hayden Christensen would be like, fuck this kid. No. (laughs) No, no, no. I I forgot that scene happens in those movies and I remember re-watching them over quarantine. I was like, oh my god, this got dark. Super quick. So dark. Our man man Anakin goes from 0 to 100 so quickly. I know, but Clone Wars does a better job at Making it a longer process. He's actually human. Yeah. I oh God, I really want to watch Clone Wars right now. Yeah. Um, I also really like this episode because it showed a lot. It showed how close Grogu and Mando had gotten. Mm-hmm. Like I've really, I re I've rewatched this episode a few times, and I'll always go to the parts where they're interacting. Yeah. Because you see like a father and son bond, and it's really like touching. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know, I can see him training him almost. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting because I felt like Mando wasn't like fully, didn't fully believe in Jedis. No. And the Force. He doesn't really know what it is. So I didn't know how he would react mm-hmm. to seeing an actual Jedi. Je- Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> Jedi. The plural of Jedi. 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 Um, how seeing like a Jedi. Oh my god. Jedi in real life yeah. and the Force. Yeah. He, like he, he took it. He was yeah. He took it well. Yeah. I thought he was like all right. Well, my kid's a Jedi. This is my son now. Oh my gosh! When he has to wake up Grogu and he's like, "Time to say bye, little buddy." I I teared up. Yeah, I mean, I knew Ahsoka wasn't gonna train him. No, Ahsoka's like I've seen an attachment break a Jedi before. Yeah. Anakin. He has fear. He is fear. I hate the bullshit rule that uh, Jedi have no attachment, but we, I guess we gotta accept it I as a I feel like Obi-Wan has so much attachment to so many people. Literally, that dude cannot keep his feelings in hands to himself. I know, so how, like, is yeah. he fine? I mean, if you watch the Clone Wars, Duchess Satine, watch out. Yeah. 
so I think it's I, I think it was a rule fabricated in the prequels to create drama for Anakin. Mm-hmm. But now they have to write it out, so it's we're, it's going to be interesting to see if Grogu can Cause ever grow. Rey has a, a lot of attachment. Super, she's super attached. So. To some people that I personally don't think should be she should be attached to. Yeah. But <laughs> it is what it is. Um. So yeah. So I don't know about that attachment thing. Yeah. Fear. I mm-hmm. get it. But I mean, it's hard to not be afraid. Yeah. It's I. It's. It, that's it's a going against human instinct. Yeah. And so that's why I think creates so many problems with the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And learning like rewatching the prequels, Jedi are dumb. Yeah. They're dumb. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't sense anything. With the Emperor Palpatine? Nothing? They didn't know any of the behind the scenes? Nope. They're just like, la la la, well, we have a console and a school. They let all those those clones just turn their blasters and kill them. Also, where were they when all the kids were killed? Yeah. Not not protecting their young ones, I'll tell you that much. Shouldn't at least five of them be there to protect them? You would think. Because they're the future of your Jedi crew. We, it, it's well established that they're idiots. It's just like... Even Yoda. Sorry. Hot. Controversial. Clearly there needs to be a Jedi University. See, I'd watch I'd watch that film. I'd watch that film <laughs> like no one's business. And all of them need to go back to school. Well, there was the temple. Well, Luke tried. Yeah, that and we saw how that went. That backfired big time. I'm just gonna be real. Maybe we don't need Jedi. <laughs> but they're cool. They're super cool. They have good the, powers. The rules that are in place for yes. Jedi are, like, lunacy. Let's... Maybe create a new order. Take down the system and recreate a new one. Yeah, Ray, I'm looking at you. Yeah. Do your thing. All our hope. And I wish, um... Finn was a Jedi. I mean, According to Lego, he I is. I was like, we'll get there. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, anyways, back to Mendo, chapter 13, the Jedi. Yes. Um, did you know that... The magistrate Morgan Elspat, that is Bruce Bruce Lee's goddaughter. No. Yeah, that's why she's such a. She's doing all her own fight. She's doing all her own fight sequences. That's dope. Yeah. She has that fighting style with that weapon. I can she's see it. She's a great fighter. The magistrate is the villain for the episode, mm-hmm. and she goes toe to toe with Ahsoka. I can't remember. Does she die? Uh, we they never show it. That's what I thought. I was trying they to remember the episode, know. and I was like, I don't remember her dying. No, Ahsoka's a great fighter. So yeah. But she's not mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, this episode was directed by Dave Filoni, who is, I would say, the new Star Wars czar. Like, because mm-hmm. he does Rebels, he does Clone Wars, and now he has such a firm hand in Mandalorian that he is now, he's like the new George Lucas character. Yeah. Sorry, John Favreau, but he's the one who's tying all these ends together because it's all, almost his universe, mm-hmm. which is. I think he did a great job on the episode, so I'm excited to see what else. He yeah, does. me too. I think yeah, I think it all needs to fit together somehow. Mm-hmm. This has been a long Mando talk. I know, so I know. I will. We had a lot to catch up. Cut this down. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Um, tell us your thoughts on the show, and we'll get back to you. We're gonna watch the new episode in um, 24 hours. 24 hours. So Less than 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you're caught up. Yeah, I, yeah. Hopefully, it's a long episode tomorrow. I really hope so. Me too. This is uh this has been the spoiler talk with Ellen Alona. Yeah, please if you haven't seen it, skip at least ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna keep going on our Star Wars talk yeah. and talk about the Star Wars Lego holiday special on Disney Plus. 
which was wow. amazing. Wow. I'm never... I'm never been so happy. On the only thing them. Lego things I've seen are the Lego movies. I've never even seen those. Oh. Well, yeah. I guess... I know people love them, though. Yeah. Um, this... This... I watched because I love Star Wars. It was really good. It's funny. It's like 45 minutes of just tomfoolery. It's so fun because they yeah. go back in time. They mm-hmm. see other Jedis. They see Luke Skywalker young. They see older Sky- Luke Skywalker. It's a great... So, it, to me, it feels like the people at LEGO watched Endgame. Mm-hmm. And were like, we can do that. We can we can create portals. We can create portals where we go back we can, in time and visit we can our favorite We can fuck moments. up time. Yeah. We can put Poe in an ugly Christmas sweater. I still believe Oscar Isaac should write a cease and desist letter. Because mm-hmm. they did Poe dirty yeah. in that. He is a psychopath in that holiday special. But I related to that Poe. <laughs> he wasn't, I mean, I still love him, no matter what, but it is not the Poe I thought I do. Also, Poe, um, Finn is a Jedi. He's, he's learning, training. he's training, he's Force-sensitive in this. Yeah. Which is, finally, because they did so much marketing with him with the lightsaber. I know. So I was really interested to see if he would ever. So I'm glad he had his little moment. I know. Even though John Boyega is like... Star Wars. I know, because he was supposed to be one. Yeah. And they, they were like, they were like, wait, 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 wait. They did him real. But Ray. But Ray. Yeah, Ray has a little side quest which ends up fucking up everything. Yeah, and I'm like, special. cool. Luke taught you so well. But she ends up meeting all these past characters. Yeah, that which was is so the, fun. That was the highlight for me is seeing all these Lego moments, reenacting some of my favorite Star Wars. Yeah, moments. it was really good. And I think the great thing about Lego, as I watch one thing, is that they realize they're making fun of the mm-hmm. show. They don't take it too seriously. Yeah, no, they're being goofy. funny. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. A lot of little side quips, a lot of um, um, random tidbits that just clearly are poking fun at the but show and the fans. their attention to detail is really good. It's Yeah, it's impressive. Because they know... I don't know, they, they spent so much time doing this, probably. And it is Disney+, Plus, so. Yeah. It's probably, like, there's probably some Star Wars expert on the Disney team, like, okay, let's, I, let me this. lead you into this. <laughs> this is what we're gonna do. I literally um, wrote in the notes for this episode, is this the best Christmas movie ever? I think it is. To me, honestly. I'm not a huge Christmas movie person. So, this is probably one of my favorite Christmas this, movies this, ever. This would probably crack the top five for me. Um, I see your note is the voice acting. Yeah. Ray's voice. Ray's voice was tough. Not there. It wasn't Daisy I, Ridley. I loved um, Palpatine, Palpatine, lol, Palpatine's <laughs> voice. He was good. That was good. It was funny. Luke's voice is fine. Um, um, uh... They did, Anakin was in it, and it was played by the same guy who plays Anakin in the Clone Wars. Okay, so that was good. Matt Lanter. Um, uh, uh, Rose was, uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Okay. So nice. she did great. It was, yeah, it was clearly not Daisy Ridley. Was she even British? She, yeah. I know British accents are tough for you, but that I one. can't. I don't regis- register British accents. I will that say. That is a you- frequency that does not work. Scottish? Yes, I hear you. Irish and English, I couldn't even, like, know the difference. I will tell you, you weren't missing out on this accent. <laughs> this was not... Sorry sorry um, to this woman, but it was not good. Kylo was fine. That Kylo scene where he's shirtless was so funny. It was hilarious. I was like, oh, 
They've they've seen the memes. They've seen the they they truly like went on to Twitter after each movie mm-hmm. and took just the common jokes. Yeah, and, threw and they're it like, in. okay, great, let's use that as our base. Total fan service. Mm-hmm. Like when Greedo comes in and goes, monkey monkey. Yeah, it's <laughs> like cool. And there's two Hans. There's two Hans. They have old Han and young Han. We only get one Leia. It's briefly she's she Leia. barely in it. I wonder if they did it. Because of Carrie, Carrie Fisher. Fisher. Which I... Like, I think so, too. I, they were like, we're not going to touch that. Which is totally fine. But I yeah. understand wanting to pay your respects. I, I love Leia, so I always want more Leia, but I understand. I was like, we'll just... Yeah. We'll just let, let it be. Because she trains to be a Jedi, too. She does. At some point. She does. Um, They showed a lot of uh, young Anakin and Obi-Wan training. Yeah. Which I thought was great stuff. And I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> They showed Mando and Grogu. They did. That was Super cute. briefly. They were like, what the? All right. I moving on. The music came on and I just was like, <gasps> that's a Mando music. Is that Mando's music? Like, what is going on? I know. I mean, we watched it with a group of friends where I would say three out of five of us are massive Star Wars mm-hmm. fans. Two out of five of us are you and I who are insane massive yeah. Star Wars friends. And then the other two were just happy to be yeah, they're like, all right, and this is what we're watching. Cool, 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 cool. Great just a stuff. typical Friday morning. Yeah, just your normal Black Friday. But it was so good. Would you watch again? For sure. I might watch it tomorrow. For sure. I think I'm gonna watch it. I Highly recommend. I've re- I've making I've recommended it to everyone I know. Yeah. Has your family watched it? Um, I think they will soon. I think I feel like your sisters would enjoy. Oh, it. for sure, hundred percent. Your dad too. Yeah. I think so too. He was like, yeah. "This is Legos." And I was like, you watch the Lego movies, Dad. You can watch this, too. 40 minutes. We went to the movies to see Lego movie in the movie theaters. Everything is awesome. Is that the song? Yeah, that is. There's one of the movies where they go in space, I think. It's very weird. Anyways. I think think I'll watch them. It's it's quite a ride. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, Um... to parallel this excellent Christmas film. Oh, God. We watched another Christmas film. Oh, God. I don't even... Okay, yeah. I don't... We watched The Happiest Season on Hulu. Which I thought was going to be a TV show. It's actually a movie. No, it's a movie. Um, so my first comment on our Google Doc is, is this the worst Christmas movie ever? I think it's definitely down there. Um, I know this will be kind of a hot take. But this is a bad movie, y'all. This is bad. Yeah. This is really bad. I had high expectations going into it. Me too, because there's a good cast. It's a great cast. You have Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis, uh, Dan Levy, Aubrey Plaza. Allison Brie. Allison Brie. And you just said, everyone's toxic. <laughs> Move on. Yeah, I was like, uh, the worst Christmas in this. <laughs> I just, um, I never believed that Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie uh, Harper and, oh god, what's her name? I can't remember, Alex? No. No, I'm thinking of Wizards of the Place, Harper and Alex. Um, Harper and, and... Jesse? No. Uh, what's uh, her name? Do, 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 I know, I know Aubrey Plaza Riley. Abby. 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 She does not look like an Abby. No. Kristen Stewart does not look like an Abby. I knew this film. She looks like Kristen. She looks like Kristen. Kristen. At least, I will say it's for Kristen Stewart. She didn't look like she was bored. True. She usually looks a little bored in her films. 
She does. This one, she was he, she was present. She she was there. Yeah. She was there. I just I don't know how I feel about Kristen Stewart. She's gonna be Princess Diana. I don't know how I feel about that. After watching yeah. The Crown, oh yeah, can it top Emma Louise Corrin and followed by Elizabeth Debicki? Yeah, Kristen Stewart has massive shoes to fill. Can it follow that? I need to hear the accent. I need to hear the accent. Because Kristen's American, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. That here's my point. <laughs> Kristen's American. And I rest my case. Where is Princess Diana from? Um, as far as I know, the UK. Yeah. Okay. I rest my case. <laughs> also, Kristen Stewart's a small. Yeah, and uh, Di was what five eleven. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know how I feel about this. I, like, I want to trust her. I think Kristen Stewart can be a really good actress when she wants to When be. she wants to be. So. I mean, Twilight movies? Ooh. What, what's her best movie? Uh, oh man. I've never seen Twilight's Angels. I haven't seen that either. She looked like she was having fun in that so movie, she though. She was having fun. Um, what are some of Twilight movies? Dude, you're asking the wrong person. I know, um. She did that weird movie, I think, with Nicholas Holt, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> I remember a poster. She did... I don't think I've seen a lot of these movies. I'm looking through IMDb. Mm-hmm. What is she I, I know she was on On the Road. Okay. Which was okay. She was in The Runaways. So much Twilight. Clouds of Sils Maria. She won the, like... French Oscar for that film. Okay. Doesn't mean much to me. Cool. <laughs> she won a French Oscar? Yeah. Wait. Was she speaking French? Uh, in the movie? Uh, wait, Why wait. would she win this? <laughs> Let me look it up. Wait, wait, wait. Um, it, she, she won the uh, Pont d'Or. Yeah. How? What? Nope, nope, nope. What she, won a, she won a, a César. César. That's like... Season? Yeah, it's movies. Yeah. What? For she was best supporting actress. Okay. Okay. Fair. We okay. talked about sure. Stewart longer than I. I know, cause to. I'm confused, cause people are like, she's great. In what? She's in all these indie films that I think I'm a cultured person, but I'm not that cultured apparently. She was in, oh she was in that horror movie Underwater. Okay, so like. Oh, I want to see Underwater. I feel like you would like it. I think so too. It's like underwater yes <laughs> aliens sure yeah i'll sure. watch that one i'll let you know yeah it um, seems too claustrophobic for me um back to this uh movie i wanted it to be good me too i wanted a fun rom-com but this was like the opposite of a rom-com like falling out of love um toxic relationship Har- harper who's Mackenzie davis she annoyed me so much because she is such a mental manipulator. Yeah, I hate that. I hate yeah. those people. They don't... They're not good together. No. No. Yeah. She was better with Riley, Aubrey Plaza, who's authentic, delightful. true to herself, honest, knows who she is, and knows what she wants. They had more chemistry. Yes. Way more chemistry. So, there you go. And then Dan Levy saved the movie for me. He was funny. But he was also... Was he just Dan Levy? Like, did they give him a script? Or were they just saying... He was David Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Do what you did. I think it was David Rose Mm -hmm. on a trip trying to help his friend from Schultz Grit Realm. See, I'd rather watch that movie. Yeah, so... Not whatever this was. Um... 
this this was this would I like if I wasn't watching it with friends I would have turned it off and stopped mm-hmm. watching. It. Oh, for sure. I got so I also so I don't like rom coms so I'm already going into this knowing I probably won't like it and it just it, I mean it fell through the floor. My me. like romantic genre is like if you watch an action movie and you sprinkle a dash of love interest. You did watch the holiday. The holiday? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was bad. It was fun. <laughs> But it was, like, it wasn't, like, a typical rom-com. Okay. Like, Did you watch The Holiday Over This? The Holiday Over This? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was, the Holiday it was funny. Okay. And they actually, it was not a toxic relationship. Yeah. So I'll watch anything over a toxic relationship. This was so toxic. The script was bad. The script was really bad. The dialogue was weird. I don't know why Alison Brie was in this movie. No, she played a... Uh, An annoying Harper's sister. sister who's very tight-laced yeah a nuisance and i was like mind. how did she read this and be like ah yes this would be a great character this will be my next role yeah i'm like ah okay i personally would not recommend this film no i don't think so either i mean if you want to watch it because it is pretty groundbreaking to have a christmas movie with you know a lesbian couple mm-hmm. in the lead which is excellent we need more representation in film but just because it is showing more representation doesn't mean it's a good film and also why is it toxic yeah it's showing Can we show them in a good relationship yes not this manipulative bullshit yeah because okay one of the girlfriends is not out mm-hmm. harper and while yes it is very common and should be something that is talked about the way she pushes abby around to hide this secret and to hide her from her friends and family and how she acts like a completely new person in her hometown is just it's toxic i know we keep repeating that word but it's shows real damage to abby and their relationship and it's it's not happy you want to be happy in christmas movies Mm -hmm. i'm mad no i know i was like oh my god where i forgot christmas was happening in this movie same me too but anyways happiest season on hulu Mm mm-hmm I don't know. Watch it or don't, it's up to you completely. Maybe in the background if you're cooking or something. Sure. Um, So I see next we have Fave Christmas Movies. Fave Christmas Movies. Wow. Fave Christmas Movies. Because I I don't think we'll talk about Christmas movies again. What are some of your other favorite Christmas movies? The Holiday? Is that the one with... uh, Are you talking about the Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz one? Mm Mm-hmm. That's a great film. That... I consider that that's a Christmas, a Christmas movie. movie. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I like Jude, that one. Jude Law is very. I love good Jude Law. In that one. So, yeah, the holiday. I consider that one. Um, I mean, White Christmas is my family's favorite. I've never film. seen it. It's I, it's, I it's haven't dated. seen I haven't seen a lot of Christmas movies. Like I've never seen Elf. <gasps> Martha Turnoff. <laughs> Turn I have never seen The Grinch or anything related to The Grinch. Okay. Um, I don't. I've seen the Home Alone movies, like, once. Okay. Maybe twice. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the Polar Express. The animated one? Yes. Work? Um, I have seen... Have you seen it? Frozen? That's... I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have seen, uh, that animated Rudolph movie. Oh, great. When I was younger. It was good. Yeah. I like that. And I think, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. You've seen, you've seen kind of some of the classics. 
Have seen, I? You haven't seen Eloise at Christmas time? No. We're watching Eloise at Christmas time for the next Oh my god. Okay. You would love it. You would love it. Okay, okay. You would like it. You would like okay. it. Okay, sure. Sure, sure, sure. I'll watch it. I, I'm trying to think of anything else that I've seen for Christmas. You've, have you seen Amber before Christmas? You don't like this No, movie. I don't like Tim Burton. Tim Burton movies freak me out. I know everyone loves him, but it freaks me out. Okay. okay. Um, I'll let it slide. Uh, like, what other movies I, are there? I don't know. I'm also not a huge Christmas fan. Uh, Annie made me watch The Princess Switch, and I don't know if I've still forgiven her for it. I've seen that one. Do I remember it? No. Hi. Is that the thing where they go on that baking competition? Yes. Is that why she goes to whatever yeah. country she and goes she to? she meets the, like, Duchess. You know, yeah. It's also Vanessa Hudgens and these yes. places. Who does the baking competition? The actual princess or Vanessa Hudgens? Uh, see, we've gotten to the point of the plot where I didn't pay attention. I don't even know if she wins. Do you know they made a sequel? I know they did. Yeah. I know that, I, yes, I know. Okay. Um, I don't remember if she wins. I don't think it's important. I don't think so either. Maybe I should rewatch it. <gasps> Do you know what movie? Oh, it's not Christmas related, but it is a good movie. If you look me in the eyes and say it's Kissing Booth, I'm going to kick you out of my room. That's not a Christmas movie. I don't know. But I'm I, not going to bring it up. Okay. I know you just love that movie. Have you seen The Chalet? No, but why is that name so familiar okay. to me? Can, pull it, can I pull it up on your yeah. IMDb? Did you just tell me about it? I probably talk about it all the time. I mean, it's... Who told me about this? It's probably me. It, was, it must have been you. The Chalet. The Chalet. I think that's the, the name. It might not be that. No, 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 no. Is it The Chalet? It's with Ed Westwick. Oh, no, that's not... It's not called The Chalet. That's a TV show. Uh, that's... Okay. What? It's with Ed Westwick. Sure. From Gossip Girl. Chalet who... Girl. Oh, God. Do you know who else is in this? Who? Felicity Jones. And Ed Westwick. Is this a recent film? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It is Wait, is so that Bill good. Nye? Yeah. Bill Nye's in this. Yes, it's a great movie. What is it? It's name? rated R. What is it? It, it has a 6.3 out of 10. It has a 42 meta score. Yes, not bad. It's 40, that's a, that's an F. That's not bad for cheesy rom-com, mm. I will say. Mm. But, um, when yeah. When was it released? It was released in the olden days. It's gonna be like uh, 2011. 2011. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, I think I liked it because it's a former skateboarder. Champion Kim wants to make more money after her mother's tragic death. She joins the Elite Posh servicing company, which sends her off to Austria. And then she I'm... meets Ed. Anyways, I, I can't, I've never I've never seen this. I'll look it up for you. I don't even know if there's a Christmas movies uh, Christmas in this. But Is it, did you just think of it because it's snow? Yes. So nice. nice. It's quality, super cheesy, but I think it's great. So right now for our favorite Christmas movies, we have White Christmas and Chalet Girl. No, it's not even Christmas related. Let's keep the holiday in there. It's my level's just a little bit higher with the holiday. Um, I think you'll like Eloise at Christmas time. Sure. It's great. good. Great, 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 great. I think I'll, you'll like it. I'll watch it. Um, is there anything, any other big Christmas movies that people enjoy or, like, have traditions to watch? The only one I can think of is White Christmas. I can't think of, I can't think of any other. But also, I've never seen Home Alone. 
Yeah, I know, because you were you have abandonment issues. For anyone who's ever met me, <laughs> knows I haven't seen Home Alone. Why? Abandonment issues. Thank you. <laughs> it's fine. We won't forget you, Eleanor. <laughs> we're not gonna abandon you. Um, I've really regressed. Where now I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like now you would love Home Alone. He has a blast in that movie. I think it's more the home invasion thing that scares me. Oh well, been there, done that. Yeah, you can't yeah. scare me anymore. <laughs> So, Alona is made of iron, baby. Um, call me Home Alone Kid. That's me, Macaulay mm. Gluglin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say his name. I don't know either. We're gonna call him McClunky for a while. <laughs> McClunky <Yeah>. Gluglin. <laughs> Mac- I think he dated Mila Kunis. I think so too. Yeah. Or is it McConaughey Gluglin? You're you're falling. We're falling. I have no idea. I have no clue let's just, what his let's name just is. Call what it is. You know what Matthew other Christmas McCartney. movie there is? New Year's Eve. Did you hear what you just said? That's <laughs> <laughs> no, the title. And they go through all the holidays, right? I don't know. Or is it just New Year's Eve in that movie? <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's that. It's. Do you know Valentine's Day? I've seen Valentine's yeah, I've seen Day. Taylor Swift's in it. Yeah, so you yeah, must have watched it. I saw it. So it's basically... I've seen New Year's Eve. Okay, so it's... Yeah. Isn't Do you... there Christmas in there? I don't remember, because you know why? What? That was my first date I ever went on, and had my first kiss with that movie. Oh, wow. I was 14. We're learning so much! Yeah, at the Glendale Movie Theater. Nice! He held my hand during the movie. Oh, yes. So sorry if I don't remember the plot of New Year's <laughs> Eve. I had other concerns at the time. Such a romantic movie. Because isn't it Ashton Kutcher and no, Michelle I think that... No, I thought that was Valentine's Day. He's in both. Oh! Lee Michelle's in it. Yeah, she is in New Year's Eve. Yeah, because she gets caught in the elevator. Yeah. And I don't... Maybe you should rewatch that. I think Jamie Foxx is in this. <laughs> There's a... It's a stark... It's a studded cast. It's a great cast. Yeah. Um... I don't remember Christmas. I just remember literally New Year's Eve. I don't know. I remember the tree at Rockefeller, maybe? That tree's all looked up. Goddamn. Um, it has yeah. a 22 meta score. See, Shelly Girl is much better. Shelly Girl. Shelly oh Girl. Okay, Sarah Jessica Parker, Jessica Biel, Ashton Kutcher, Michelle Pfeiffer, oh, Zach wow. Efron. Yes, I remember um, Zach. Does I, Zach have any good Christmas movies? Baywatch? No. There's no Robert Christmas. De Niro, Halle Berry, Carrie Ewald, Elle Wise, Alyssa Milano. Common is in this. Seth Meyers. Seth Myers? Sarah Paulson. I'm rewatching this. We must rewatch. Catherine Heigl, John Bon Jovi, Sophia Vergara, Leah Michelle, Abigail Breslin, Jake T. Austin. Yes, because he's dating a big Matt guy. Matt Wolf. Oh my god, Catherine McNamara. No, oh my god, McNamara. McNamara. Whatever. Josh Dumal. There's, oh, okay. there's also a lot of fillers. Okay, great. So we're rewatching this movie. Oh my god, yeah, see if I can finally remember it. That's funny. Narnia is a Christmas movie. I guess. Right. I think you're now just naming movies with snow. Because <laughs> at this point, All I right. would throw in Happy Feet. <laughs> happy Feet. That's not a Christmas movie. Happy Feet. This is a weird time. Um. I'm just naming movies that might have been released during Christmas time. At that point, Star Wars? we would throw in all the Star Wars Star movies. Star Wars? I consider those Christmas time movies. 
Christmas, yeah, I would say Star Wars for me feel Christmas just because that was yeah. always something my family did around Christmas. Same as, like, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That feels very Christmassy feels to like me. Christmas. Harry Potter, I know we talked yeah. about Harry Potter as a, uh, a Halloween or Christmas movie. It's a year-round movie, yeah. but it also always falls around the holidays. Yeah. I would watch it rather fall, winter, rather than summer. I'm trying to think of the most Christmas Harry Potter movie. I, uh, I think the, the first, first one. Because that's where Ron and Harry celebrate. Or the first and time. also the one where he spends it with Sears Black, so Order that's of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix yeah. yeah. I think that's very Christmassy for Harry. Do you know what I really want to do? What? I really want to rewatch the Harry Potter movies. You just watched them three weeks ago. I know. But I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna wait a few more weeks to rewatch. I know. I also re- want to rewatch the Hunger Games, and I truly rewatched those like two months ago. I really want to rewatch the Dark Knight trilogy. It's coming to Peacock. Great! Yeah. I have Peacock. Yeah. So, I will watch it, because this feels Christmassy to me. Um, I, haven't, I haven't seen Dark Knight Rises in so long. I think I watched it last year, two months ago. Gotcha. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I love it so much. So, uh, so I watched, uh, I'm going to watch Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and then Dark Knight Rises. Nice. Probably over Christmas break. Sure. Um, we talked about Christmas movies for a while. Yes. Well, mm, <laughs> No actual oh, Christmas movies. No actual sure. Christmas movies. But Christmas. Do you know good animated movies? Don't know if it's related to Rise of the Guardians. I've never seen them. Rise of the Guardians. You can say it twice. I still haven't seen it. Can you look it up on IMDb? <laughs> yeah. I was obsessed with that movie. I don't know if it's related to Christmas. Is this the one where uh, Chris Pine plays Jack Frost. Yes, so good. Is it Christmas related at it's, all? Okay, so Hugh Jackman is Bunny. Yes. Alec Baldwin is North. Yes. Isla Fisher is Tooth. Chris Pine is Jack Frost. Yes, Chris and Pine. And Jude Law is Pitch. Yes, yes, great movie. I would watch this. I love that movie. It's a cool poster. It's dope. It's uh, yeah. Isn't he Santa? No. So that's Alec Baldwin, I think, North. Okay. Yeah, so he's kind of like a sauna Wait, you've never seen the Santa Claus? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But That's a should, great we should, film. We should definitely watch this movie. I'd watch it. It's good. It's I made good. you watch I made you watch Stardust. The least I can do is like is make, Rise, of Rise of the Guardians. I feel like I would consider Rise of the Guardians a, a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. I mean, Santa is in it. In yeah. Poster. So, oh, it's so good. Right. Oh, look. Truly the most wonderful movie I've ever seen. I am 24-year-old, fairly oh. macho man, but I love animated movies. She's reading the IMDb user reviews. <laughs> All right. Um, um, uh, another movie we watched was the Taylor Swift's Folklore. Yes, so good. Session. So if you haven't listened to Folklore yet. What are you doing? If you haven't listened to Folklore Go listen to folklore. Yes. I mean, just listening to it brought Taylor Swift as my number one artist on Spotify for this year. Spotify raps, baby. Yeah. So. She was mine as well. Wait, yeah. What percentage were you? Top six, which is impressive. That's pretty impressive. For someone who doesn't listen to music every day. Do you know what I was at? 0. 0.05. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. No, 0. 0.5. 0. 0.05. 0. 0.05, yes. Yes. Percent That's insane. Top, top listeners. That's because you listen to Taylor Swift from the moment you've awakened to the moment you go to bed. I don't, I mean. I think it's still playing right now. Probably. It's probably on mute, but it's still playing. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, um, we'll, we'll do Spotify wrapped after yes, this. Yes, um, so. But um, Taylor Swift the Folklore is her, Jack Antonoff, and Aaron Dessner go to the studio in upstate New York and play all the songs together for the first time. And I 
absolutely love this. It's like, really good. I I love it because they go into depth about each song. Yeah, she talks about her songwriting. Because she so she performs each song in that studio, mm-hmm. and before she performs it, she'll talk about it with who she wrote it with or who helped her mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and they go in depth about what the song means, how she got to it, how it was writing it, how she feels about it, um, which I really like. I really like to know how they got to that song because it's never like, oh, yeah, pretty words. No, there's a meaning. Yeah. There's a story. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes she plays a character. Or she likes to embody the person she's writing about or it's another version of herself. There's a lot of fiction, it yeah. seemed like, in this album, which I thought was interesting. So it was a lot of storytelling. So I think it was important for her to make this so mm-hmm. we understood all her stories yeah. of this album, um, which I, would, I really like. I was surprised that she admitted that Joe Alwyn was a co-writer, mm-hmm, her mm-hmm, boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He co-wrote Exile and Betty, yeah. which is incredible because those are brilliant songs. I mean, it's such a big part of her life. Mm-hmm. It would be weird for her to just leave it out because yeah. we know we've been new so i think it's good for her to like acknowledge it and uh-huh. like talk about it and she was so happy when she was talking about it it was so sweet to so see it. it was really good to see her happy fulfilled and her creative moments and how she's like i don't know like Satisfied. there was this glow or yeah. spark to her totally and wisdom wisdom yes. i feel like there was a lot of wisdom to this taylor in this she also sounded amazing. She did. It was so good. Mm-hmm. And Jack Antonoff was so into it. It was amazing. Jack Antonoff, love of my life. Yes. Was having the time of his I life. I know. I was like, oh my god, can we all hang out? Like, I know. They just seem like friends. They're like, just so fun. Yeah. They, they seem like they have really good, meaningful conversations, yeah. which I love. They all seem to really care about the album. Yeah. And it, it, they all seem like they got something out of it, mm-hmm. from it. They'll always will. Yeah. So I don't know. It was really good to see them discuss it. So, and that was on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Um, did it change any of your views of the songs hearing them played? In yeah, that I way? think it added meaning. Yeah. Like now when the songs will pop up, I'll think more about it and I'll be like, oh wow, this is really sad. Yeah. Or wow, now I know what Taylor Swift was going through with this. Totally. Because um, um, she released the recordings from that session, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy listening to them because the, it's. It sounds less. I know, you know it sounds more emotional mm-hmm. almost. It does, yeah. Um, and I really it made me appreciate the songs more hearing them stripped down. That I way. agree. I agree. And the lyrics are so stunning. They're so good. I want her to write my eulogy. Kanye well, probably can make that happen. Okay. Do you have like millions of dollars laying around? Um, I don't know if you look at the state of my room right now, but you tell me. <laughs> I feel like you could hide money in here. I could hide a lot of things. Like, what is this? It's what? This knitted thing. It's a scarf. Oh. See? You could hide money in there. I can't. I mean, actually, I could. I didn't even know that was there. <laughs> See? There you go. There's so, many f- there's so many good finds in here. This I Spy game is really fun for our audio listeners Yeah, right I was now. like, I Spy? Yeah. Ooh, what is that yellow thing? Could um. you imagine if that was a game we played? <laughs> <laughs> In your room, it'd be hella fun. My room is clut. We record this in my room. Sorry to peel back the curtain. It's, it's our studio. Oh my god, we should rent that studio they recorded the this at time. and do our podcast there one time. If that was an Airbnb, for sure. I wonder how much it is to record there. I mean, this fact that because Taylor Swift is so rich, I have to imagine it was expensive. Yeah, it's probably like a million dollars. It can't, It won't be cheap. There's no way. But we were near it, because we, when we were up yeah, in Poughkeepsie, Hudson. we were in that Hudson Valley area. Yeah, that's so cool. It's, it's a, a really great, cool area. Great spot. Um, so nice. 
Um, do you want to do Stardust, or do you want to do Spotify Wrapped, or do you want to do Ambient? Um, let's do Stardust. Okay. Yeah. So another movie that we saw. So much. We've been watching so much things, because it was a break. It was <laughs> a break. Uh, one of my favorite films, and definitely one of the top films of all time, we watched Stardust mm-hmm. by Matthew Vaughn, mm-hmm. starring Claire Danes, mm-hmm. Charlie Cox, Michelle Pfeiffer, Robert De Niro, and others. <laughs> oh, that guy, watch? Ben Barnes. Ben Barnes. Ben Barnes. Well, I don't know why I say Ben Barnes. Ben Barnes. Um, Henry Cavill's in it. Sienna Miller's yeah, in it. Yeah. Oh, um, Mark Strong is yeah. uh, Septus. <gasps> Mark Strong is my favorite character, I think. Yeah. Um, I've seen this film loads of times. What did you think as a f- first-time viewer? I think it's... I don't... I think it was meant to be seen at the time it was released. It came out in 2006? Yep. Mm-hmm. That year. Watching it in 2020 was interesting. Just because I'm older, mm-hmm. I feel like if I was the age I was in 2006, which was... Nine. Nine? Um, I would have loved it. Sure. I think it would have for sure been one of my favorite movies. If I had seen it when I yeah. was nine. It's got a lot of, um, like, fantasy elements. Yeah, so it's like a... Like, if you like Narnia... If you like A Court of Thorns and Roses. Yes. Yeah. Like, and all those things, I think it it's a great movie. Yeah, I love this movie, but as from a technical standpoint, this movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> the CGI is barbaric. I was like, hmm, mm, okay, Lord of the Rings came before this. Yeah, Lord and of the, it Jurassic looks, Park came before and this. I, and this is what we have made. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. To me, it's all about how uh, colorful the characters are, how endearing the storyline is, and just getting wrapped up into the fantasy like if you watch it to watch a you know very serious film that shows the advanced movie technology go somewhere else yeah for sure go watch avatar yeah this is this is pure fluff to me and i love it yeah it's fun yeah it's a fun movie it's a fun movie uh robert de niro plays captain shakespeare my favorite character he is really funny he's i like his character a lot this man went from playing uh don corleone to Captain Shakespeare, mm-hmm. which if you've seen Stardust and you've seen The Godfather, there's a huge dichotomy there. Yeah. We should watch them back to back. Yeah. See how you the feel. The range. The range on this man. Yeah. It, yeah. I think my favorite character was probably Captain Shakespeare and Mark Strong's character. The evil brother. Yeah. He looked like a mix of, like, Who Lucius was? Malfoy and Snape. Yes. And I was like, hell yes. Slow yeah. Loren. He's, he's, like, he's, uh... I support. Caricaturally evil in this. Yeah. I support. You support. You support your fellow children. Um. Would you watch it again? Y- sure. You, you <laughs> don't have to lie. <laughs> you see it in your face. Like, if it, I feel like if it was on the TV, I would watch it. Okay. I wouldn't actively be like, let me watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it was on, I would sit down and watch. Okay. Yeah. It's more than I thought I would get yeah. out of you. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I didn't, like have that much attachment for the main dude oh i really because i really like tristan yeah see i was like uh, tristan seems like someone i'd have a crush on yes and i would have a crush on you would have a crush on septimus the evil dude yes for sure yes that's (laughs) yes um so yeah i was like okay tristan sure cool Uh, 
a Charlie Cox suit, aka Daredevil, which is hilarious. Yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, and then Claire Danes really is like, very Juliet. I feel. I feel like that was. She was a little Juliet. She was a little, uh, you know, uh, damsel in distressy. Mm-hmm. But I really like the romance between her and Tristan. Mm-hmm. Which is a. <laughs> Sorry, the look on your face. <laughs> um, this movie, I guess, is not for everyone, but. If I can like it as a heartless movie snob, I think there are some other people who will like it. It was wrecked to me by Aaron Polson. Nice. Aaron Polson, I was over at Aaron Polson's house, and she was like, I have to tell you about this movie Stardust. We are, like, in our 20s. And I was like, oh I've never God. seen Stardust. And she explained the plot, scene by scene for me. This is what she does. Yeah. Aaron, if you're listening, I love you dearly. She explains the movie to me scene by scene, but she's such a great storyteller, mm-hmm. I'm engaged. And then we get to the point where she's like, Fuck it, we have to watch this yeah. movie now. So she buys the movie on Amazon, because this was before it was released mm-hmm. on Netflix, and we watched Stardust, and it was amazing. Good. Yeah. I'm so glad you like it. I'm going to try and get my sisters to watch it and see how they feel. Yeah. Because they're younger. I think, yeah, maybe they'll like it. But your sisters also have taste. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they will find some issues with it. True. Which is fair. Because it's 2020. It's 2020. I feel like people are very, like, now they're... Everything that comes out, they watch it and they're like, okay, well, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. We cannot say this. Yeah. This is, no, no, no. There's some, there's definitely some issues with they're this like, film. We do. Doop. For anything, really, that comes out now. I just kind of watch it and turn off my brain. That's how I feel about Stardust. Yeah. That's how I feel when I watch, um, a lot of things that I watch. Just mm-hmm. to turn off the brain and let's see what's up. The city noises. The city noises. So yeah, Stardust is on Netflix. If you want to watch it, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I would recommend. Yeah, I would, I would recommend, recommend it. I would recommend I'd it. I highly recommend. At the end of the day, watch it. It's fun. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's so different than what's going on right now. What's on TV right now. So go watch a little throwback. Can't yeah. hurt you. I'm down. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. I think that's uh. All the movies we watched. Yes. <laughs> quite, quite Everything a, that we've been watching so far. Yeah. Um. Do you want to go into what you're... We can do Spotify wrapped. Okay. Folks, it's that time of the year. Spotify wrapped. Spotify is coming for your mental health. <laughs> Spotify goes, hey... Remember that day in June where you had a weird day and you yeah. listened to the same song 40 times? Well, no, it's your favorite song. That was your favorite song. It's like, ah, no. I haven't listened to this since April. Exactly. Um, I had to pry Alona's Spotify wrapped out of her. She did not want to tell me. No, because, again, mine is like, so when I discover a song, I'm like, this is catchy. I'll listen to it like 500 times and mm-hmm. I will only listen to that song. Sure. For like ever. And then it's... Boom, my favorite one. I was like, okay, this was a terrible song. You also don't listen to music that much. No. Yeah. I just, I like to listen to music when I'm on, I'm driving or I'm in a car. Mm-hmm. I like to listen to music when I'm on a plane only at landing time. Uh, I like to listen to music when I'm running or working out. Mm-hmm. And then I like to listen to music when I'm getting ready sometimes. I don't just sit on my bed and listen to music. I have to actively be doing something, going somewhere, gotcha. so I can daydream about it. That's totally fair. I, I really get that. And when I'm in the morning commuting, when I'm barely woken up, so music is like, whoa. It's overstimulating. So I like to 
listen to podcasts when mm-hmm. I'm commuting. Gotcha, gotcha. So then it reduces my music time to like 7,000 minutes. <laughs> it was And it was, also yeah. on the ship, I had no time to listen to music. Mm-hmm. Like I never listened to music. Oh, I'm sure. So that's like January, February, March of 2020 where I didn't listen to anything. Right. So of course that brought me down. Yeah. That um, makes complete sense. So 2021 will for sure be different. I'm excited to see what your list is for 2021. Yeah. What were your top five artists? I won't make you do this on the list. Um, top five were Taylor Swift, Woo-hoo. Ariana Grande, Woo. Dua Lipa, Woo. The Weeknd, Woo. and the Drunnus Brothers. That, when you showed that to me, I giggled. I was like, Jonas Brothers is on so many people's lists. I know, and I was like, yeah. I've maybe listened to Roller Coaster like 500 times, but that's it. Just, just a small 500 times. This is and maybe I believe, but those are like the two songs that I listened, and then they were like, I was like, how did y'all make it? <laughs> how Sp- did- Spotify rap really calls you out. I was it like, calls everyone out. I have such a variety of music, and um, one of your top genres was trap Latino. I was like, how is George Brothers above like Bad Bunny? Like, <laughs> tell me how. Um, or J Lo. I listen to a lot of J Lo. Really? Yeah, and. Oh, nice. Jonas Brothers. I was like, I don't know what was going on. Maybe back in March, I was like, <laughs> Jonas Brothers. But um, I, mean, I really used to listen to Sucker. That was a good song. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they made it. Um, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. The weekend, I was surprised. Yeah. I listened to a lot of the weekend, but like his new album is pretty good. Yeah, but I was more into his older ones, so I feel like I went back a lot to his gotcha, older songs. Gotcha. And then Taylor Swift makes sense because apparently I listened to the men 448 times this past year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. It's a good song. Oh, yeah. Apparently I loved it because yeah. I listened to it 448 times. Songs. I mean, it's a, it, it speaks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Ariana Grande makes sense. Makes total sense. I'm, um... And then Dua Lipa makes sense because her album was released and I loved all of her Future, songs on Future that album. Yeah. yeah, I loved all She's the songs on there. Now. So, yep. Nice. That was mine. My genres were all over the place, but it was fine. So for my 2020 Spotify wrapped, it's a little skewed because I switched to Spotify in July. That's true. Because I had Apple Music mm-hmm. and I switched sides. That doesn't... I still Welcome listen to... Welcome to the dark side. I'm so glad to be here. So thrilled. I've been talking to you about Spotify since I met you. I was like, how are you not on Spotify? It was a weird performer protest, but mm-hmm. now I'm so glad I'm on Spotify. And, um... But I... Like, the way it lined up, I think it would, for the most part, line up the same. Mm-hmm. Because my top five artists, except for one of them, are going to be my top no matter mm-hmm. what. So my top artist was Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Big surprise. Big surprise. Is anyone Shook shocked? It. Shook Is anyone it. shocked? Number two, you guessed it, the 1975. Oh my gosh, Shook It. Sydney's favorite band. So, oh my <laughs> god. Watching her roast 1975, I just had steam coming out of my ears. I was like, oh my god, this is a this is not a subject you she discuss around Eleanor. I don't know who she's talking to. I gotta show you this TikTok after okay. this. Um 1975 will always be Tales of Nights if I'm always gonna be top two. Bleacher's coming in a hot third, always mm-hmm. gonna be of up course. there. Yeah. Um, number four was Labyrinth, which I thought was interesting, but do you know why it's up there? Why? It's because Labyrinth has, first of all, great music, mm-hmm. but he did all the music for Euphoria, and uh, I love the Euphoria soundtrack, and I just started watching it in August. There we go. 
It's really good. That makes sense. Yeah. I think if maybe Spotify had been, if I had Spotify since January, I don't know if he would have been in the mm-hmm, top mm-hmm. five. That makes sense. I don't know who would have replaced it, but maybe like the killers or something. Mm-hmm. And then fifth was Florence and the Machine. She's yes. always going to yes. be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. My top- I feel like those four, like Florence and the Machine, Bleachers, the 1975, and Taylor Swift, from the moment I met you, was was like September 2017. Yeah. Were the, like, four bands and singer that you always talked about mm-hmm. and always listened to. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that three years later, <laughs> they are still the same things you listen to every single day. And they will always be in your top four. They will always be. Always. 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 Ever since I mean, he's been, oh yeah, Taylor Swift, 1975, Beatrice, Ports and Machine. It's it. Sometimes I, the killers will make it. The killers will be up there. But that's it. But that's it. That's, yeah, it's it's true. It's, I mean, yeah, what you're saying is I have not evolved since 2017. <laughs> no, I'm saying you're consistent. I'm so consistent. I mean, you, you are a dedicated fan. Thank you. Um, I am. I'm, I'm loyal to a fault. Mm-hmm. So I uh, love those four. And I love Labyrinth as well. Mm-hmm. I love them so much. I think even Beyonce would be up there because I'm obsessed with Homecoming and... Mm-hmm. Um, the gift that album that she released. Yeah, I'm interested to see what would our like top fifteen or top twenty would be. I'd love to see it. Like I'll, top five is not enough. There's actually a way. I there's an app you can uh, or website Obscurify mm-hmm. and it will show you. We can log oh. into it after this. Okay, yeah, let's watch. Let's go see. Yeah. Have you looked at yours? Mm-hmm. Not since Wrapped came out. Okay. So I'm not sure if it's changed. Okay. Um, but my top song, which do I need help? Probably, because my top song was Mirrorball. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, uh, that's frightening. What was the rest of your songs? Uh, it was Mirrorball. Uh-huh. Exile. Uh-huh. Number three was Bodies, which is by Muna and the Knox. Mm-hmm. Um, four was... Seven? It was seven. Okay. This is, these are all from Folklore, except yes. for Bodies. Um, and five was Cardigan. Of course. Okay. Um, number six was The Plan by Travis Scott. Great, great song. My, it made it on my top Yeah, whatever song of 2020 was as well. Um, I do think if, again, if this Spotify, if I had Spotify for the whole year, there would have been more 1975 mm-hmm. because they had notes on a conditional form release. Yeah. And I listened to, like, um, If You're Too Shy All the Time, mm-hmm. um, I Wish I Was Your Boy, Something Revealed Nothing. I have a lot of the 1975 songs yeah. on my top songs of 2020 oh yeah so i mean notes on conditional form is not my favorite album by them but but there's some good bops there's some good songs Mm -hmm. yeah it was um it's good driving music that album was great driving music so yeah i would give it that for sure um my top genres were pop is number one same um number two was rock that doesn't wasn't it show tunes oh no show tunes was three (laughs) which i'm so mad about but then I remember I went through a Hamilton phase. Yeah, it's probably Hamilton. It's Hamilton. Um, I also really like Six, the musical. Yeah. It's shit's really so good. So good. Um, number five was Modern Rock? Or number four was Modern Rock? Let me look. Sorry. Didn't you have Indie Rock? Um, I had Indie Pop. Indie Pop. So number four was Indie Pop. Okay. Number five was Modern yeah. Rock. See, my Modern Rock was... Three. Mm. No, two. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Because it was, yours were, the top two were pop and rap. Oh, yeah. Pop, rap, modern rock. I was like, yes, rap. I have rap there that yeah, you don't have. There. 
Um, what was your decade that you listened to the most outside of this decade? Okay, I'm really mad because I'm a big 1980s fan. What was it? 2000. That was Emily's too. I blame it on Akon. Yeah, you have a real affinity for Akon. And Neo. And Neo. I went through a phase and I think that's where it like got me in the 2000s. I was like, no. That's definitely it, yeah. No. That's for sure. It definitely would not be 1990s for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it would either be 1980s and I guess 2000, but yeah. what's the other one? There was like four decades. Um, I had 1970s. There we go. That was it's my top one. one. It's the one I... It's because I listened to... I love Bowie. Yeah. Uh, I apparently I listened to a ton of Van Morrison. Yeah. But, um, I, one of my top albums is, uh, the Almost Famous soundtrack, which is like The Who, mm-hmm. uh, Simon and Garfunkel, um, Cat Stevens is on it. It's very... It's a great album. Nice. That makes sense that it's 1970s for you. Yeah. Yeah. My top 1970s song was Heroes by David Bowie. Because I'm a basic That's a good ho. one. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I love the little video Spotify created where you get to, like, see and click I know. through it. I... Yeah. It was fun. It's Spotify rap was fun. I saw my sister's, Celine's. Oh, yeah? She, she DM'd me about it. Interesting. Her music genres, I was like, never heard of any of those. Yeah, like, what does she listen to? Um, if you don't want to call her out on this, I totally get it. Well, I don't have my phone. Oh. Um, but the one that struck out to me the most was Epicore. I don't know. I don't know either. She was like, maybe it's, like, movie soundtracks? Because, oh, like, Epic, epic Core. Ep- that makes sense. And I was like, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. But there was others on there. I'll send it to you because there was a lot. I was like, what is this? What is this genre? I th- a lot of people are getting screwed over by the film scores they listen to. Yeah. Like, my friend Madeline is obsessed with Little Women, mm-hmm. and her top, all her top five songs were sound, were songs yeah. from the Little Women soundtrack, because yeah. so she just listened to it all the time. And now we're all like, ah, oh, great. Yeah. can tell I love that movie. Um, so good. I, but yeah. If you haven't posted your Spotify wrapped, post it. Like, I will not I, be posting mine. You can request it to me in my DMs. That's fair. <laughs> I just, I want to see, I will never make fun of anyone. Like, I will never judge them poorly. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, like, roast you as, like, a joke. But I think Spotify after is just so fun to see. Yeah. And. Private. Yeah. For me. <laughs> I did, yeah, I did truly pull every card I had to get Luna to tell me. Hey. I was like, I like to know everything that's going to pop up. I like to control all those little things. Mm-hmm. So when it's like, haha, this is what you like, I'm like, no, 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 no. we do. This is not what I scripted in my brain. This is very, I was very confused and shocked. I'm not sh- by Taylor Swift. I knew she was going to be number yeah. one. Yeah. Because I've been listening to Lover. And you love Ariana Grande. Yes. Yeah. Ariana, I was surprised Lady Gaga was not in my top. Oh, that is interesting. Five. And, like Joe Bros above Lady Gaga made no sense. Interesting. Um, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because her album, Chromatica, is phenomenal. Yeah. So. Fascinating. Good stuff. Thanks, Spotify. It's been a, it's been a, a dream. <laughs> All right. So, next, let's do a little bit of um, books. Yes. Book. We, we book. also read, in we, case you we didn't read. know. Um, this book has taken us quite longer than we usually take. Yes. Um, Eleanor has finished it. I am on page 400. Yeah. Um, it is. It is. A Promised Land by Barack Obama. <laughs> wow, that was top notch. That was great. Um, um, if you haven't, if you don't know, Barack Obama was the forty fourth president of the United States. 
my birthday twin, my fellow Leo. He's also, I found out his Enneagram type is type nine, like me. Oh, wow. We're, we're did you just, did you, just, did you pick type nine because you knew? I've been a type nine. Sure, I sure. declared that a few months ago. Sure, sure, sure. But anyways, okay. Barack Obama and I share a lot of things. Sure. Including the presidents, you know. Um, so Promised Land is the first of his presidential mm-hmm. memoirs. Mm-hmm. The second one will be released at Undisclosed. Not undisclosed. We just don't know when it's going to be yeah. released. It is 700 pages. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, a, it's a long one. It's a long one. And the pages are, like, the actual page is it's huge. massive. Yeah. The words are compact. But the pages, the actual texture of the page is so smooth. It feels like silk. Oh, it's amazing it flipping like through that silk. book. I mean, it's a $45 book. It yeah. better spew out gold. My mom was like, I got it for $20 at Costco. And I was like... All right, well, I pre-ordered it. And she's like, is it signed? And I was like, no. (laughs) I just wanted it the day of. We did get it, like, right away. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, this better, like, come in the Mm -hmm. day of. Um, I, so, yes, I did finish it. It took me longer than I had hoped, but there was, like, traveling and Thanksgiving involved, so mm -hmm. it took up more time. Um, Obama's a fantastic writer. He is. I don't think anyone's going to dispute that. Mm -hmm. He adds a lot of imagery and breath to what would be a very stale topic, mm-hmm. which, you know, because his presidency was bogged down by the 2008 financial crisis, mm-hmm. uh, foreign affairs issues dealing with, like, Israel-Palestine, the Middle East. Um, he worked a lot with leaders like Merkel, uh, Gordon Brown, you know, people who aren't exactly the most exciting people. Mm-hmm. And yet he makes it very gripping Mm -hmm. and you see why he really cared about these issues and it makes you therefore want to care about these issues even more because i was so young when a lot of this was happening i wasn't yeah i wasn't even here yeah exactly so i was like if you told like at that time me young not even this country i had no idea what's going on sure i had no idea we didn't have to know and then i came back it was all over everything was fine he fixed it so i was like Okay, great. This country, yeah, it's chill. Yeah. Um. Not re- of course. Now, I, growing up, I you know, knew you know I know more, more what happened. I was sure. like, oh wow, y'all really suffered. Um, it was well, an, it, the, well it I was, was in your best friend's country, China. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Have you gotten to the part where he meets with the Chinese premier? No. Okay. He meets uh, the Chinese economist mm-hmm. and Chinese president. Yeah. At the G20. Yeah. Not, like, they don't have, like, intimate conversations or anything. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, he didn't go to Beijing yet. Um, it's, um, yeah, he does a really, it, I, probably my favorite part of the book is the way he describes the people mm-hmm, he meets. Mm-hmm. He just, like, and he explains every situation, mm-hmm. and then he'll, like, start talking about a subject and then go back to another thing, and then it, like, kind of relates both things, mm-hmm. and it helps you understand what's going on. Why he made that decisions, why these people are relevant, why they are important. Um, so it was like, I feel like even if you don't know much about politics or any of those economies or like policies, it's okay because I feel like he does a good job at like really breaking it down. You have to have a lot of patience, I will say. Yeah. Because he like, breaks it down. And yes. Breaks yes. it down. But sometimes for some subjects, I'm like, this is good because I want to know what's going on. Yeah talk to me explain it it to me me. and i'm like okay this makes sense why this happened now right um i really enjoyed reading his perspective on the afghanistan war Mm -hmm. because uh i've always wondered why 
more soldiers were sent. Mm-hmm, and clearly mm-hmm. the intention was to end the war. Yeah. And he explains in a really uh, methodical way of how they had all these people, uh, you know, do studies on the war. They had all these generals writing. There were people on the ground, and they saw that they needed this uh, insurgent, uh, insurgents of soldiers to combat the issue. Because I, I, I don't think we should have gone to war in the first place. I never am on the side of going to war. Um, but his argument makes sense, and you realize him as a president has completely different viewpoint than us as civilians will ever have mm-hmm. when it comes to war. Which is, that's what a memoir should do, is you should see why they did it for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. No, it's very interesting. I still have, like, what, 300 pages to read? Mm-hmm. Oh, which he, the last couple chapters are probably my favorite okay except for I'm the, I, like the, I like the i love the campaign stuff yes I really enjoyed reading yeah. about his campaign it's very interesting and also like watching parallel the west wing to this sure i'm like ooh, i understand everything that's going on absolutely it's in my mind it's vivid i think about it day and night mm-hmm. my brain is just economy and policy policies and i'm like wow should i go into politics there's a lot of parallels that um, people have made between Bartlett and Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's some stark differences. Yes, obviously, well, obviously one is fiction. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> yes, that. So he will always win. Yeah. Um, um, but there's a lot with their idealism and how mm-hmm. they came up through mm-hmm. politics. It's also frustrating because even if the president's like, okay, this is what I want to do. There's so many hoops to go through before mm-hmm. that things actually gets approved yeah. or done. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, why are we arguing about this? This is, like, this should be a given. Mm-hmm. And there are people like, no, no, well, we have to get these ten people to approve on it. You have to get all these people to approve on it. Yeah. And they're going to, like, want to negotiate. And I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, these are in the days where uh, this... Democrats held the Senate and the House, but mm-hmm. they still needed 60 votes. Yeah. And Mitch McConnell was the villain that he's always been in creating a complete stalemate in the Senate, even when he's the minority leader and he wouldn't budge he was like no he's insane obama hates him yeah you can tell by the book that he is a despicable person it's like oh my god are you it just feels like there's two teams Mm -hmm. against each other i'm like this is ridiculous you're watching the collapse of bipartisanship yeah it's like oh my god it's it's hard because you see how you can see the inklings of how we got to where we are today you see the way republicans embrace this tea party far conservative side as an antithesis to Obama and how McConnell realizes that the way to beat Democrats is by stopping all productive uh, Senate stuff. By making it seem like Congress and the executive branch can't do anything right, people are therefore then going to blame Obama, the president. Mm -hmm. But it's really Senate Republicans and House Republicans who are throwing every wrench they can to make sure nothing comes out of the it comes out of washington and it's just so stagnant yeah it's so it's i don't know it's very frustrating to read and see that because you're like oh my god like literally like he was trying he was trying obama i mean i get it you're he's writing about himself so obviously he's going to paint himself even if he doesn't mean to in a better light but you get a real sense of hopefulness in mm-hmm. him and you see he really wanted to make changes mm-hmm. he wanted to repeal don't ask to tell really quickly he wanted to pass some significant climate legislation. But because of the way Congress was, they weren't going to let him. And so he had to put it on the back burner for other issues, which is, as a progressive myself, is 
really disheartening because mm-hmm. those are the issues you want to be taken care of as soon as possible, especially when it comes to the climate. The uh, others felt that they had to they had to change their priorities, or they're like, "Oh, we're moving too fast. Yeah, let's slow down." I'm exactly. like, "We do, we don't have time to slow down." No, gotta go. World's on fire, my guy. Especially with climate change, like, mm-hmm. we don't we can't give you seven years to think about saving the trees. Exactly, it's gonna happen today. It's gotta time be taken. Tick tock, seven years. Um, I'm excited for you to get to the part about Osama bin Laden. Yeah, that's a it, that's how the book ends. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, the so, way he talks about the war with Libya mm-hmm. is also really interesting. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens with all that. I think it's interesting. I think people should read this. I think they should. Just to have a more understanding of... The world. The world, politics, what's going on. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting view of the 2008 financial crisis, mm-hmm. which I am always feel like I'm learning about because I Same. was so young when it happened. Were you so young? How old? Nine. No. Ten? Eleven? Eleven. Yeah. Ten to eleven. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, my family was fortunate enough that we weren't too affected by it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I really kind of just floated through those years. But it was really, it was a challenge. An insane challenge that was given to Obama. And it became his overwhelming priority for those first yeah. couple years. As it should be. As it should as be. As it should have been. But. Yeah, go, it's a great book. I know 700 pages seems really scary. And yes, it took, it's taking us quite some time. It took me 10 days to read. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's lengthy. But if you have the time, you should do it. Yeah, I think so. And he writes really well that it's engaging. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not boring. Not at all. It's just long and it's hard subjects. Very hard subjects. But it's not, like, boring or anything. Highly. It's very interesting. I keep staring at my books. It's, like, right over there. And he is so handsome. You know, it's a good book. It's a great book. I can't great wait cover. to have the sequel right next to it. I know, it's gonna be so pretty. And I have uh, I'll be coming right there. I'm gonna put them next to each other. Yeah, mine's at home, I think. So good. Great Michelle's book, book as was well. great. They're both really good writers. Great writers. Becoming's significantly easier to read, I'll say. For sure. And shorter. So much shorter. Like, like I think it's like a third. Yeah, 300 pages for yeah. me. So, yes, yeah, so highly recommend mm-hmm. A Promised Land by Barack Obama. Yes. Um... Next up, we're going to end this episode with the current show that we're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I, I will take it from Yes. Um, the current show we're watching, as I feel like everyone is slowly getting into, is The Undoing The Undoing. HBO Max. Yes. Again, it, another reason to get HBO Max. The yeah. Undoing. With Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. Hugh Grant, mm-hmm. Donald Sutherland. Sutherland. Nailed it. Noah Joop is the kid. Edgar Ramirez. Yes. Edgar Ramirez, as some would say. <laughs> um, Lily Rabe is in it, too. Um, it's a re- If you're a fan of Big Little Lies or Little Fires Everywhere, this is for you. This is really good. This is really interesting because neither of us know what's going to happen. We refuse to look up spoilers. We cannot look at spoilers. I feel like if it's one of the shows that you look at spoilers and you know what's happening, it's less, so much less enjoyable. Yeah. Because the whole time you're like, oh my god, I know what's going to happen. But this time we're like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god, this happened. Wow. Shooketh. I don't think we should talk about the plot too much. No. Because I want people to watch it. And then we'll watch, and then we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Because we're on the episode three right now. Yes. And what we think about the 
the finale and the last episode. So we rec- it's only six episodes. Really so it's short. an easy binge for you this weekend. Absolutely. And each episode's like fifty minutes, mm-hmm. six episodes. Um and lead I would say the lead is Nicole Kidman. It's about Nicole Kidman plays a wealthy New Yorker. And she's a therapist. She's a therapist. Her husband, who you grant, is a uh oncologist, oncologist for children. Or, yeah. And they have a son who goes to this private school, and um, a tragedy happens, and yes, they get wrapped. A murder up. happens. A murder happens, also, and they get wrapped into it. That actress actually is really good. She's good. She's Italian. Yeah, I, I looked her up. She's Me too. young. She's really young. She's like twenty five. Uh huh. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, definitely recommend. Yes. Oh my God, Donna's in this show. Oh my God, Donna if from you... West Wing is in it. Uh, that was Janelle Malone, Malone, Maloney? Maloney. Maloney. Yes, yeah. I remember. I was like, "Oh my god, this is Inception." She's great for my brain. She's really good. Um, but yes, The Undoing highly recommend. We'll we'll go through it and recap it in more details mm-hmm. next week when we finish it. Mm-hmm. Probably tomorrow this weekend. Yeah, if you don't want to watch it because of our recommendation, watch it for Nicole Kidman's coats. They're great. Yes, her style's great. impeccable. Great. Highly recommend. Oh, I hear the siren. Okay, I was yeah. like, sorry. It's it sounded a, like a dog whistle. No, no, no. It was a siren. It's okay. New York City noises. We live in New York. In case you didn't know, this is London to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we'll leave you there with all these recommendations. Again, we recommend The Undoing on HBO Max, um, the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special on Disney+, Plus, Mandalorian on Disney+. Mm-hmm. Plus. Um, we also have the folklore, folklore on Disney Long Plus, sessions. Stardust on Netflix, and yeah. Happiest Season, which we do not recommend on yes. Hulu, but you can still go ahead and watch it because it is a Christmas movie. In a promised land at a bookstore near you. Hell yes. And we'll leave you at that. Yeah. Pick and choose what you want. Let us know what you've watched or if there's anything else that you've discovered recently and that we should be watching or reading or listening to. Holla! Happy holidays. Happy festive seasons. Happy, uh... Stay safe out there. Yeah. Still wear a mask, please. Always wear a mask. Happy, uh... I have nothing to say. <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> I have spoken. This is the way. See you later. Mwah. Ciao.